Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 11th of December 2017 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 196. I hope you're all well, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. I think I've got to try and bring the show in uh, today under 24 minutes for the simple reason that I've got two fish cakes uh, from a certain budget German supermarket. They're in the oven. I'm not sure if I need to uh, turn them over. I think I'm just going to leave them in there as I record. Melt in the middle, the packaging proclaims. I'd say dissolves in the middle would probably uh, be a bit more accurate. What a week, what a month, what a winter. I caught sight of myself leaving the man's on Friday and uh, I was walking towards the glass doors and I saw my reflection, my hangdog expression. My posture was awful. I couldn't see my neck. I was just slumped. I looked like, um, you know, those uh, football team posters when there's a, a new sign-in that's arrived too late for the annual picture and uh, they superimpose their head on his new team strip and it doesn't quite look right you know there's no neck it's just a head stuck on top of a shirt collar I really did uh, look like that that's what it put me in mind of so episode 196 if it's the year 2067 and you've just unearthed this show 14 years after my death if the premonition I had when I was but a boy with long hair that my dad wouldn't allow me to cut my premonition is accurate and you're a reviewer and you're thinking wow who was this guy why did no one review him I've got to review this guy's work. Don't. It's too late. I'm in the ground in my unmarked grave. I don't want to be discovered after my death by you, a leading critic, the grandchild of millennials who no doubt in 2067 will still be referring to themselves as millennials. Just walk away from this show. Leave it. Let my imaginary son close out their life without hearing the stories of their dad's frugal cafe tipping and Saturday trips to German budget supermarkets one last time. So uh, four episodes away from the Magic 200 and being able to just park the show again in time. Two, I think the mic is on its way out as well. So there's the artwork issue. There's the mic. The website's not paying for itself. The mic is making the editing even more difficult now. I've really after Christmas, and I should pat myself on the back too for parking the show for six months earlier this year. It's uh, the longest ever sabbatical this show had, and uh, I just parked it for the same reason. But this time, I think I need to think deeper about the show. I need to look at why the things I'm good at are more difficult for me than they should be. Why is there always an issue with equipment, for instance? Because this is a, an awful way to work, and it's for a minuscule audience. It's not a good use of my time. And uh, I go back to that whole thing, radio versus podcasting, and I accept I'm in a minority here that people like on demand. You know, when I, when I met uh, Jack McEnroy five or six weeks ago for a coffee and uh, we very much had opposing views you know Jack has always been a fan of just being able to you know listen to a show whenever you want and I think most people would uh, agree with him 
And I, th- I don't know if it's just from a performing point of view, from a presenting point of view. Doing the live radio, it changed podcasting for me. Prior to that, in the early days, certainly with Please Don't Hug Me, it was really exciting because I knew that people were going to be listening to it. They're listening to this now. Please Don't Hug Me also had a small audience. But, you know, that was the early days of podcasting and it was a magical time if you were new to it as I was. I think live radio, it changed it for me because I, I'd always wanted to do radio. My background's television, but I'd always wanted to do radio. I think radio's more magical than television. I think radio's more magical than, you know, podcasting. For me, coming back into podcasting, to know that an audience is not going to listen to this instantly, that they can pick and choose a time when they listen to this, whereas still in my own head, this is a nighttime show. This is a show that still goes out at 2,200 hours. And I think that's where I struggle. And so much so, I suppose, that it's affected my own podcast listening. It's just the experience. Something's happened to it this year. I have thousands of podcasts that I've downloaded, but I'm not really listening to much. And uh, I just struggle to connect to you guys when I'm doing this. And I think the only way that I can fix that is by finding a way to work live again. And I don't know how that's uh, going to happen. Hoping that's the moaning done for this episode. A horrific opening conversation uh, between a guy and his new female colleague last week. He said quickly, moving on Friday, the uh, 8th of December, 09.53 hours. Do you know where the toilets are? Asked the guy. Poor, real poor. I would have gone uh, with the word lose. The uh, excessively furred hood of my winter coat now in its second winter, that is really bothering me. If I can afford to next winter, I do hope to replace it after I maybe replace this mic, after I maybe replace everything else that needs to be replaced. The hood is it's, it's just uh, its just wonky all the time. I can straighten it by clipping the two press studs at the bottom of the hood together, but... They never remain fastened. If I clip it, it allows me to get my bag over my head. But when it comes to removing the bag over the hood, I still run into problems. Just today, uh, walking up uh, Millbank, uh, prior to recording this, the press studs were just unfastening every few seconds. Now, unless my head is bigger than London's salon hairstylists have made out in recent years, this is a massive flaw in the coat's design. There was someone at the man's last week walking around in socks trying a little too hard to be uh, the uh, look at me, I'm eccentric colleague. That look fails if you don't remove your socks as soon as you get home. And I mean as soon as you're in your hallway. You know, when I'm at uh, Spanish carnos in my socks and everyone else is walking around in their shoes, the socks have to come off as soon as I get back to the flat. They don't go beyond the hallway. As for uh, Spanish carno. I just spoke to her before recording this. Uh, I had the contractors going round again uh, to sort out her heating. Apparently, it's an electrical issue now. Still no heating. She said to them, look, I'm 79 years old. I'm recovering from cancer. I thought, "Mm, that's a a, a little lie there. She's probably uh, 80 or older. But, uh, you know, it's coming into the... uh, Well, we are in the second week of December And, uh, you know, two people with a combined age of 160 do not have heating in their home. That is real poor. So uh, more to do there uh, this week. Crawling uh, towards Christmas 
in every respect. The Buffon tells you everything you need to know about where I am right now. No Christmas reading list, just work, work, work. Haircut penciled in for Friday, day off uh, to work on the script planned. But I figured that uh, I'd drop in on the uh, tobacco finger smelling cutting cruise in Vauxhall during the day rather than after the man when they're a little more focused. My recent haircuts this year have come on a Friday evening after finishing at the man's and uh, you know these guys have had a long day they're winding down the haircuts are a bit erratic I'm uh, hoping uh, to avoid that again. The situation now hair wise it's not great because I think with barbers you can't give them too much to do you don't know what you're getting from these guys from one visit to the next and the cutting crews guys are no different the best guy their most consistent barber is the shortish guy with a horse face and uh, wider nostrils that put me in mind of my 2005 rhinoplasty where the uh, surgeon did not uh, clear the wider nostrils that he piloted. Uh, didn't clear the nostrils uh, with me. I could breathe better than I ever have at any other point in my life between 2005, 2007, but there was no way I was going to live out my life with those wide nostrils. So uh, a fifth nose job followed in which the nostrils uh, were narrowed. Mr. Horse always does a decent job. The other guys, though, are very erratic. They're obsessed with whether you're married. It's as if at barbershop school, on the small talk module, they tell barbers to lead with the are you married question. I'll have to make something up for the weekend, too, when they ask. You're going on a Friday. It's inevitable you're going to get that question. Are you going out tonight? That always troubles me, that question, especially as I don't do anything. I collapse into my bed with the mouth guard on, I rest the bouffant on four pillows like the elephant man, and I blast myself with the electric blanket on five for an hour. And I just try to figure out where my life is going. And I feel all the tension just creeping out of my neck and shoulders. I mean, I have started winding this life down very early. It's lucky for me that I was never the most exciting guy, never someone who needed to do things, otherwise I'd be so bored with myself. I did many things in days gone by, no more than the average person. You know, I, I wasn't a social animal, but I did plenty, but I just did not enjoy doing most of those things, you know. I was always the guy that just went along because they felt they had to. And I think that's why when I had a great night or something brilliant happened to me, I always recalled it because it was such a rare experience for me. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available sweating the small stuff because the small stuff does matter. Ways to support the show. Do all your Amazon shopping by clicking on the Amazon referral link at DanielRuizTyson.com. Amazon recognizes you've gone to them via the referral link on my site and kicks back a small percentage of whatever you purchase back to my work. It does not cost you anything at all. And, uh, well, I say with Christmas coming up, this is probably the biggest opportunity of the year for the website to again start paying for itself. That's not going to happen because the site hasn't made enough money again this month already. So perhaps there's a chance that in the new year, if you guys do your Christmas shopping, what's left of it via the link at my website, it may be that I get a little something come January time that can come back into the show. Further ways to support the podcast, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. 
Reviews, not just ratings, reviews make a massive difference. The show gains greater visibility in the uh, iTunes store or Apple Podcast store, as they call themselves now. And that means that more podcast listeners who are searching the store for new shows become aware of its visibility and they'll say, 196 episodes up, but I've never heard of this show. What is this? Subscribing, whether via iTunes or the RSS feed or your platform of choice, again, that's another big way to help and perhaps you might even consider making a secure donation to the podcast via the paypal link at danielruiztizen.com also uh, remember daniel ruiz tyson's advent calendar almost halfway through the uh, 24 part daily run via the whole fast network that's out every day please do rate and review it on itunes if that is how you are downloading it perhaps this might be the year that show finally crashes the charts too. That's Daniel Ruiz Tyson's advent calendar. Can one man love Christmas again? Every morning I pass the uh, Vauxhall Pissoir on Vauxhall Cross, which is such an ongoing hygiene fail. They have no sink in there. And I've never understood that. If you've gone to the trouble of building this considerable construction... In the middle of one of the busiest roads in London, what is the problem in installing hand-washing facilities? Now, in subsequent years, subsequent to the uh, Pessoir arriving, all the vapid coffee chains have arrived. You've got the mini Waitros, the mini Tesco's, and uh, you've got the Sainsbury's as well, inevitably, small Sainsbury's. And you've got a lot of guys using that Pessoir, They're then going into these cafes, into these supermarkets, and their change, their coins, their notes are going into these businesses and then being circulated among people who have not used the pissoir. That is a massive SW8 hygiene fail, and I want that on record. Talking of change, let's drop in on the cafe now. My shortage of 10p coins remains ongoing. On Thursday after episode 195 had gone out, I was having one of my much prized all too rare these days since the man claimed me uh, writing sessions. Thursdays and Fridays are the two mornings I go in late. It's hard to uh, make the most of them just because the early starts and late finishes, they do drain me. By Tuesday, I'm just feeling lethargic. I don't think I feel any more tired by the Friday. That's the strange thing. From Tuesday to Friday, I'm on autopilot. You know, I'm a zombie. I'm just, I don't have much. That's why I don't write in the evenings anymore. I've just got nothing. So uh, Thursday, 7th of December, two coffees and Portuguese toast. I gave a tip comprised of three five peas and a ten pence piece in front of a packed bar, an alpha male bar, not a good visual. As I said on Twitter on Friday, there is something of the George Costanza about me when it comes to tipping. I do like my tip to be noted, however small. Actually, at the moment, as I say, because of this shortage of 10p coins, as I said on episode 195, I am being, if anything, over generous. Mondays to Wednesdays, I can't spend much time in the cafe. So, you know, I can afford to just give a 10 pence piece, but I don't have these 10 pence pieces to give. You know, I just, I like the tip to be seen. I like them to know that I've left something. Not necessarily how much, but I just like them to see me putting that coin or coins on the bar. There was a lovely CD playing in the cafe that morning, by the way, on Thursday morning. I think it was something Seb K. Now, without the full beard, he'd grown 
you often get lifelong clean-shaven guys briefly experimenting with a beard. I remember Lopez did that once or twice. He was always a very clean-shaven guy. And then, you know, these guys, they grow uh, a beard all of a sudden and they soon leave it. You know, these are guys that can't handle several days' growth, let alone a beard. Seb K, by the way, coming in earlier at the moment, much... Uh, Welcome development, no sign of the uh, 2017 waitress. Seb K doesn't mess around either with lock-ins. He just rolls the shutter up as soon as he turns up. They know that they can get a few regulars, such as myself and the Chinfisher couple, before uh, 0800 hours. We were always there at 0730 hours back in the day before the late owner died. I just wish that uh, that shutter would be up and things would go back to uh, how they were. The CD, it was a nice ambient CD. If the cafe had been empty and I hadn't been rushing to the man, I'd have asked Seb K what it was because it actually helped me get my head down on Thursday morning. The last few years, unless I'm in the cafe where I can just inexplicably shut myself off, I can't work with anything on. Back in those years that I'll never get back, I always used to work with something on, whether it was music or the radio. Now I can't. I just can't, you know, I can't. If I'm at home, there's something on in the background. I can't focus. A hygiene fail for me in the Cafe Lou on Friday morning. Sometimes I think I should just record the entire show from a toilet. It would probably enhance the audio quality, if anything. And this is just plain tiredness, you know, because my toilet door locking technique is well drilled and honed. And it has been for years. When I go in through those swing doors... I've mentioned the technique before. I hit the door to the gents with a right shoulder. I get into the loo. I put my right heel up against the door behind me to stop anyone getting in. I tear a piece of tissue off, usually from the newer looking of the rolls kept on the water tank. I've still got my heel against the door. I turn to my right. I turn the lock with the tissue in my right hand. This is done in a matter of seconds. And I'd done all of that on Friday. That's the thing. But here comes the fail. My nose was running. It was a very cold morning, cold enough to bring out the M&S Long Johns, which I only wear on very, very cold days. Otherwise, it's the Primark Long Johns. I wiped my nose with the sheet of loo roll I just used on the lock. Now, I was the first one in those loos on uh, Friday morning. I can only hope that the veteran waitress, when she cleans the loos just before the cafe opens, I can only hope that she had wiped down the uh, locks highly unlikely highly unlikely so that was hygiene fail one i was aware of it instantly thrown by my fail i turned around sluggishly i might add and i grazed the bottom of the bowl with the back of my left calf not good in other cafe news for the second consecutive saturday reward card day fell on the cafe's busiest morning i find cashing in on that free coffee hard enough without doing it on their busiest morning because the bar is packed on Saturdays. Like the poor tipping, it's another frugal visual handing over your card to get it stamped so you can get £2.20 off. Also, each waiter has a very different interpretation of the reward card rules. Some take the card when it's been stamped nine times, they give you the free coffee. You still maybe need to prompt them for the new card. Others give you the new card, they stamp the first coffee icon on there, which is welcome, because it means... Only another eight lattes and I get a free one again. But it's very confusing and maybe even incorrect on their part. It's just all very inconsistent. You don't know where you stand with a reward card, even if it meant losing that first stamp when they give you a new card. I would prefer to lose that and just know where I stand with a card, how it works. Every waiter 
should apply the same rules. And that is it. That is today's show. I hope you guys enjoy your start to the week and do what you do well. You can only do your best. I'm off to have my German budget supermarket fish cakes. Shoulders back, people. Keep on walking towards the sun. I'm back on Thursday. I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson, and today I have been available. 